talk about you. <laughs> I don't wanna. <laughs> um, this is her life, what's happened to her. Um, so I'm just gonna let her take it. It's not gonna be another me screaming <laughs> in the, into the microphone. Oh, you haven't heard anything yet. <laughs> you might be screaming by the time it's over. Um, I might be. This is about my life at, and realizing that I was abused as a child. Uh, I had a lot of, um, lately we've been going through a lot of uh, shows and podcasts and uh, YouTube videos about child abuse, trying to get things so, so that we can talk about it. And um, I've realized that, you know, watching Josh Duggar, I was abused as a child. And watching Eight Passengers, hey, that happened to me, you know. Um, I had a very strange family. I had six uh, brothers and sisters, four brothers, two sisters. My mom and dad were together until I was about four, and my father was an alcoholic, and he abused anybody he wanted to in the family. Uh, my sister, my youngest sister, was kind of a wild child, and uh, she would run away or run off and party and what have you, and when she was 14, I... Uh, he beat her with a belt so bad that her dress was bloody in the back. Oh my god. Um, my mom has went through three broken noses and uh, she had all of her teeth, she had to have all of her teeth removed because he knocked most of them out. I thought it was just because she was old until I realized that my grandfather was kind of a D-bag. <laughs> Very big. Um, he, he was a good man. He worked very hard when he worked. He played very hard when he played. Uh, we had a lot of things that, sorry about that, had to roll the windows up. We're sitting in the car. Uh, for privacy purposes, not anything else. But... My dad would, he would drink and party, and I found out later on in life that he was a cokehead. What? <laughs> yeah. Um, I never pictured that because he's this big, huge cowboy, and, and yeah, he did a lot of drugs. He died with a beer in his hand, so he died happy. Then he died in a car accident? <sighs> yeah, but he wasn't driving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he did have a beer in his hand, but he wasn't driving. But um, he he was a pretty big bastard. Um, he hurt my mom a lot for 21 years. She put up with it. He told her that if she left, who was going to take her in? She had nobody. You know, we she had so many kids and. You know, no way to feed them. Really, she didn't have any... I mean, she could work in a factory, but my grandmother really didn't have any, like, skills. Or education. Or education. Like, not that... I'm not saying she wasn't smart or anything, because, I mean, the lady was very smart and very intelligent. But she just wasn't... Um, I don't think she would have been, at the, at the time capable to take care of herself. No, and she only had an 8th grade education. She had to drop out in the 8th grade. You know, she she stopped going to school so her brother could go on because they could only afford to go to have one to go to school mm. at that time. And so she worked in cotton fields. She worked um, for my grandfather. He, he had a a vegetable garden and he sold to some of the local stores and she worked really really hard I mean she worked 
her or fingers she, to the bone. She would have woken. She would have worked till her knuckles were bloody. Yeah. If she had to. And and she was a good woman. She just didn't know. I mean, she believed him. This is her husband. He he was smarter. He knew more about life than her. Well, well, right there, she had to quit her school because they put her brother's education before hers. So exactly. She's already been taught that the man in the in the relationship or the man in the situation is more important. Exactly. And you just sit down and you be quiet. I mean, my grandma was born in like 1933. Yeah. So, I mean, you can kind of guess the time period that she was... Hardcore Christian values. Yeah, so she wasn't anything but a baby maker and a cleaner. Yeah, and, you know, that that's what happened. But she, she found out that she could, you know, possibly leave him. And she left him, went to Arkansas, and with five of us... And the other ones were already married or out of the house. And I was four. And my when we left, uh, we got news that my, he had, my dad had fallen asleep on the couch with a cigarette. And he burnt the house down. Oh, my God. Um, he was all right. He got out. But, um, you know, he, he shortly followed her where she was. It kind of sounds like he was the one that couldn't live on his own without her. Yeah, well, he <laughs> had several girlfriends, so I'm sure he could have found someone else. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a funny story, by the by. Um, shortly before she left him, uh, he had a girlfriend, and she had a trailer. Right. And... <laughs> My grandma found out where he was. Oh, I mean, my mom found out where she, he was. And my mom walked over there and with all of us kids with a huge butcher knife. <laughs> I've heard this story. And she slid all of his tires and she took the crowbar out of the seat and she uh, bashed all of the glass in the, the windshields, the mirrors, the headlights, the brake lights, everything. Every time I hear that one song, um, Before He Cheats, I think about this story and I, I 100% picture my grandma tearing a truck up yep. because that little lady, she may have been small and tiny, but you know, yeah. she will fight you if she has to. She was a, a wild little Indian. But she she slashed the seats up. She did anything she could do. And, you know, my dad wouldn't step foot out that door. His girlfriend's like, she's tearing your truck up. She's tearing it up. He said, let her. He wasn't going to go out there and, and get a knife to his gut. He knew better. That was the only time she stood up. And then shortly after that, she left him. He followed her, and, and they got back together, and he beat her, and and it was a vicious cycle for a little while, but then she finally broke away, and um, he went back to Arizona, and she went back to Kentucky, and, and he passed away a few years later, and she, she always had that mindset that, you know, everyone else was right. And so I noticed my brothers could look at her a certain way and she would get tense and nervous and start shaking and whatever they wanted, they got. Well, they probably picked up tips from their father. Of course. Even my younger brother that was um, just four years older than I was, he would, you know, demand gas money so he could go out and party. And he she would give it to him if we didn't have food to eat that night well oh well he had to go party and so later on in life you know my sister my oldest sister she was in my opinion an alcoholic um, in my opinion too she was <laughs> I mean she prostituted for a while in uh in Phoenix, she 
she was a prostitute and um, when she was prostituting I was the babysitter I was a child but I was still responsible and sometimes she wouldn't come home for three or four days but I couldn't call anybody because then the kids would get taken away and I would get taken away my mom had to go to Arkansas to be with my brother and um, I I had four little kids and I was the stay at home parent at how old? 12. I couldn't go to school because the little one was three. There was nobody there to take care of her. So we would walk the kids to school and then come and get them. We ate oatmeal. That's it. Oatmeal. Right. Yeah. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's all we had. We had containers of oatmeal. I like oatmeal, but not that much. I'm sorry. We had no bread, no butter, no sugar, no milk. You just had to eat plain oatmeal? Nothing else in it? I mean... Nothing. I guess it was healthy for you. We, you know, we had plenty of water, you know. And then when she would come home, it would usually be late at night, and she would bring me Jack in a Box. And we would sit there, and she would watch the porn channel. Um, it was called something X, triple X, or something like that. I don't know. And I, I have no idea now, but it was in Arizona, and wow. so we would watch. She would watch the porn channel, and I would eat my jack in the box. And um, that's what I would get. But I would feel guilty because here I am eating jack in the box. And they're not going to have Jack in the Box in the morning. Yeah. Because it's all going to be gone. And they're going to be stuck with the oatmeal. Sometimes she would bring me a six-pack of Mountain Dew. Mm. And when she did that, I would, like, we would all have a drink until one can was gone. And we would share the can, one can a day until. Yeah. So that it would spread out. Or, like, she would give me some money, and we would, my oldest nephew and I would ride to um, Circle K and get, like, Kool-Aid and stuff like that. But, other than that, no. And then, when she did come home, and her husband was, like, a truck driver. Right. So, he would come back, and when he came back, then, oh, everything was lace. You know, she was the perfect little housewife. Oh, so it was like, you know. Yeah, but then when he left, she was out on the street and um but when he was home she was constantly drunk he was constantly drunk my brother my younger brother moved in and he will take anything coke pills acid anything fun guy yeah um he uh so he would like to get me forced me to do cocaine or this uh, he had this little bottle of stuff and he would have me snort it and it's called liquid rush I think and he would have me you know take it and they would watch me like bug out because you just had to and I was you know 50 pounds at 12 years old and and you know nothing in my system well when her husband was home we had regular meals we had you know the roast and potatoes and carrots and everything was fine and dandy and then when he went on the road I'm pretty sure she used all the money that he left for groceries for drugs and alcohol and sounds like something she was done this is the sister that I have met yeah and everything you're telling me I believe because I don't I don't have a memory of my aunt without a beer can in her hand yeah like that nasty disgusting but I'm sorry Bud Light's disgusting it's nasty yeah. even the smell of it makes me want to vomit yeah and she always and she always smelled like cigarettes like when you hugged her you know how like someone who chain smokes they have that just like waft of air that comes at you that's just like disgusting and you couldn't walk into her house without smelling the the reek of pot yeah and 
so you know it just it was a chain reaction we you know we would watch her kids and my mom it got it got to the point where like she had to spend 30 days in jail and she brought she drove the kids to Arkansas and then drove back went served her time and then came back and got them well my mom wasn't gonna let them go and so my sister and this old man that she hooked up with came and brought a gun and was gonna you know shoot my mom for the kids and and so my youngest brother had to hold my mom and carry her back into the house her fighting and screaming and the kids ran and got in the car because they didn't know what else to do well, yeah I mean your mom is threatening to kill your grandmother and <laughs> you know and and so it's just like one thing after another it's like that wasn't really um like it didn't really happen to me it was it affected them but it affected me because these were like my little brothers and sisters well here you are at 12 i mean to have the responsibility of taking care of someone else's kid isn't something you know yeah light i know exactly what that's like it's scary to be 12 years old home by yourself and not know am i gonna blow the house up because i accidentally pressed the wrong button on the gas stove well, like yeah and we had or like, what happens if they get hurt what happens if someone breaks in like you, it's yeah. scary well uh, actually um we had a, a stalker and he would call me. Just the tip of the I know. <laughs> I, we had a stalker, and like when I was twelve, when I was staying with him, um, uh, she wanted me to date this boy. Uh, he was seventeen, and I ah. didn't. I didn't like him. I mean, I thought he was creepy and well, you're, weird. You're twelve. Boys are gross at that time. Well, yeah, and he was. Um, he was more on the level of my nephews. Oh. You know? So, like... And... But he came over, and I was sort of watching him, too. And, um... The... the whoever this was would not stop calling. Mm. And was, like, creeping, like, heavy breathing. And the back uh, sliding glass door kept jiggling. Oh. The dogs were barking. I would be so upset. And I couldn't call 911 because he wouldn't hang up. And I couldn't get the dial tone to call 911. And he kept saying, well, you know, I know where the girls are. Ah. This one's sleeping in this room on the waterbed. No. And stuff like that. thank you, fam. And I didn't recognize the the, The uh, voice. voice. I said, is it my brother? And they were like, wouldn't you like to know? And this went on for all night. And then days after, we would get... Like, when I would pick up the phone, it would be a heavy breather. Mm-mm. And, like, I would hand it to my sister, and she would hear, and then she'd start cussing him, and he'd hang up. Mm. And eventually, he stopped calling. But then, like... It might have been somebody in the neighborhood just trying to mess with you, knowing that you're home by yourself with a yeah. bunch of kids. And, yeah. But and that's then, still kind of creepy to think about. Well, the dog got killed in the backyard. Oh, well, Somebody that's a slit bit its throat. And then someone broke into the neighbor's house, and all of this happened. And I was the, I was the adult in the situation. Fam. And you know, this makes me want to take you to an island and let you just like have your own little moment. <laughs> well, this is this is nothing compared to the rest of it. You know, I mean, when my when my when I was twelve and my mom wanted me to come back to her. Um my sister had a little party and she was drunk and uh, my other brother was drunk and my oldest brother was supposed to be the one taking me yeah. well, he got drunk and so responsible driver yeah he was going to take me back to his house I was going to spend the night and get on a bus the next day and, and travel by myself to Arkansas which the buses allowed that because I'd sit behind the driver and everything was well, safe. Yeah, and that actually happens a lot more than people like to think. Kids travel like on airplanes and buses yeah. by themselves all the time. Yeah, so it wasn't a big deal for that. But 
on the way home, he decides to take me to the desert to have his way with me. And this is my half-brother. He's the oldest one, but he's my half-brother. Right. And, um, so he, I, I, he's so drunk that I talk him out of it by telling him I want to, um, drive his car or his truck through the desert. And he lets me, I get his mind occupied and we finally make it back. And, um, the next morning he acts like, no big deal. Nothing Probably happened. doesn't even remember it happened if he was, you know, drunk enough. Well, he, you know, he's never really been, like, really, like, loving to me or right. or anything like that. Um, <laughs> um, I, I'm not, by the way, downplaying this because I understand what I just said. That's a very serious like, but traumatic experience. <laughs> it's just something that happened in my past that you know, it, it's like I look at my life and oh, that happened, but it didn't sink in of the severity of it until I was watching the Duggar Josh Duggar thing about his sisters and stuff and I realized that you know, that happened to me too. And oh my God, I should be more upset about it. But it's just another situation yeah. that I got myself out of. It Well, I mean, factors at the time probably almost normalized it. Yeah. Like it was an inevitable thing that was going to happen. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, my... Uh, I would get in a fight with my oldest brother, my full brother, um, and he would be like, uh, he would, he had this name that he called my mom. He called her a bitch ass. <laughs> Sorry. That's what he called her, and he knew that that killed me. That he should not call my mom a bitch. You know, you don't call your mom a bitch, but he loved to call her that. And he would laugh in my because face. Because he knew it probably got on her nerves. Because there is one thing that you don't do to my grandma. And, like, to hear how timid she was when you were little is so strange to me. Because when I knew her, um, because she lived with us until I was nine years old. And all the time that I ever knew her, she was, like, the kind of, like, she will stand up take the spoon she's cooking with whether it's got hot grease on it or some cake batter on it and pop you on the arm with it if you yeah. talk back to your mother or an adult yeah she was she changed um a lot as she got older but you know i mean this was just life i mean he would he would call her that and then I would, one time, I got body parts mixed up, and I said that I was going to kick him in his privates, when I meant to say I was kicking, I was going to kick him in the shins. Oh. And, um, I was only like nine or ten, maybe. Yeah. And he slapped me across the face, and to apologize to me, because he realized that he was the one that started it. I was the one, you know... You were the little kid. That that was just defending her. When he calmed down, um, he came back. You know, he left the house. He got drunk. He came back. And then I had to go in there and sink him to sleep. And that's how he apologized for hitting me. For calling okay. my mom a bitch. He... He... I had to sink him to sleep. Okay. And I had to lay in the bed with him and hold him and go and let him go to sleep he never did anything improper or anything like that it wasn't no. sexual no it was just like him being a baby yeah he was the baby and I was the mommy and I had to put him to sleep and that's he said he apologized that's how okay. he said he apologized um sounds vaguely familiar to me <laughs> and I I don't um you know, it was just like 
silly, stupid things like that, you know, like, um, you know, my brother had the, my oldest one, the half-brother, he had a paddle that would reach all the way across the, the youngest three of our butts, you know, Ow. and it was, it was about two foot long, and we would have to bend over, and he would spank us. Well, I would always try to get on the end, the last oh, one yeah, hit. that's the part that hurts the most. Well, no, that's the part that hurts the least. Oh. And, you know, that's, I'm the last one hit. And my oldest brother, he would line us up at age range, and the older one got first, and, and he got the worst. And I was, I was pretty small, and very, um, well, I'm only 5'2". Yeah. And now I weigh a lot, but then I was very skinny, and, you know, that hurt so bad. I, uh, yeah. Being spanked the paddle is not fun. And, you know, my mom never hit me, or, well, I should say she never spanked me, but she had this thing that she did with her nails. She would pop you with her, your, her nails. I think anyone who has a grandmother alive knows what it's like to be like to have their grandma slap where their nails dig into you as they're they barely catch your skin but it's just the nails yeah and it's it hurts and it hurts so bad she's done that to me when when i was young i was like i said i was really little and she broke a broom over my back ow and it was a wooden broom and she's never hit me since she, she never hit me. She never laid hands on me after that. Uh, because she knew what it was like to get beat. Mm-hmm. And she cried and cried and cried. And she was very upset that she hurt me like that. And she never spanked you guys, my but, kids. No, she, she never... I never got actually in trouble for anything. I was her yeah. favorite. <laughs> um, she would like... I got yelled at, and she, like I said, she would do that little little nail slap thing yeah. when I was doing something she didn't like, but other than that. But she never spanked you with a paddle or a belt or anything like that, because she she knew how it felt yeah. to get hit. And so I, I was lucky in that sense, but like my youngest brother, he would hold my wrist and then kick me in the butt as Ow. hard as he could. And the more I moved, we just went in a circle. He would just, like, kick me and kick me and kick me until he couldn't kick me anymore. And he was tired, and then he would stop. So my butt was bruised, and, you know, when I sat down, it hurt. So, you know, things like that happened. Um, They never really, you know, paid attention to me. And that's something that it really bothers me if, like, to this day, if you don't get along with your brother, yeah. it really bugs me. It hurts me because I never had that. I never, I don't feel like I had six brothers and sisters. I feel like I had, you know. People you lived with. People that I lived with it that liked to hurt me. You know, because, like, well, now I am fat. I consider myself fat. I'm obese. Um, but when I was younger, I i mean, like, when I was in high school, I was in a size 3 to 5. And my I've younger sister called me fat. A couple of pictures of you, briefly, like, when I was little, of you when you were younger. And my mom was hot. I'm just saying. Well, <laughs> she would, I mean... I was the fat one. I was always the... Because I do have a round face. Yeah, but you're way prettier than your sisters. But... It was only because they were probably jealous of you. Yeah, but still, it, it didn't make it better. It, it made me feel like I was fat, so eat more. It's yeah. okay, because I'm already fat. Yeah. You know, I I shouldn't try because I'm ugly. Yeah. You know, my I don't have... I have blonde eyebrows. And my sister would call me... You know, say, oh, well, you know, you could use a pencil on those. Or if I had pencil, pencil them in, she would say, oh, you could use, um, uh, 
eyeshadow on those and make them look so much better. You know, you should try a little harder. And I did modeling. You know, I took modeling and stuff like that. You were literally a catalog model when you were a kid. But I, well, I tried really hard, but, you know, they, there's only so many times you can hear how ugly you are before you believe it. Yeah. And that's one thing that I don't, I never wanted my kids to experience. And, you know, like, well, to show you how much they love me. One time I uh, was going from Kentucky to California and I briefly stopped into Arizona for three hours on a bus. And I called my brothers up and I said, hey, you know, um, I'm in town. Um, Mom told you that I was going to be in town. Can you come over? And they were like, nah, I got to get the kids up. We're going to eat breakfast. Nah. Didn't even want to, yeah. You know, they never had time. Um, The only time my sister wanted me around, my oldest sister, is... When she needed a babysitter. Or when she needed to have new clothes. Um, There was a period of time where we took the kids from her. And, you know, she, you know, she didn't want anything to do with me. Right. But then after that, and she got some of the kids back, then she wanted me to be around because I was taking care of mom. But then the youngest girl, the one in between us, she only wanted me around if she could get money from me. We, we, she's an actual carrot. She is an actual carrot? Like, like, like an actual carrot. Like, she, like all of the Karens you see in the videos of Karens, that's her. (laughs) That's how she acts. You know, she's always told me I was uglier. I was not going to be anything as a matter of fact her and my husband decided that I was going to get a divorce I was leaving him they decided together I didn't have anything to do with it um, <laughs> I went on vacationing and when I got there didn't have a husband anymore. she realized that she told me that um, they realized that uh, we weren't compatible and that um, I was leaving him now see, my my aunt, um, I mean, she even kind of, I mean, like with the whole like, oh, you're, uh, you know, you're uglier than her situation. She, I've heard her actually tell. She said to me, oh, um, when I asked for a second plate of food one time we were at their house, and um, she said, uh, oh. You know, you don't want to eat anymore. You don't want to get fat like your mom. Like, she said that to my face at, like, five years old. Yeah, it's it's not pretty. I was... I, it's, it's not like it happened every once in a while. It was, like, constant. Like, all the time, every day. The way she said it was so nonchalant. Like, it was just like, you know. Oh, yeah. You don't want to be fat like your mom. And... I remember thinking, my mom's not fat. What is she talking about? I can't, why can't I get another... Like, my five-year-old brain was like, I just want some more dinosaur chicken nuggets. <laughs> um, when, um, when my mom, before she died, she, was, she had Alzheimer's. And um, something tragic happened. I was with a man, and something happened. We let, I left him, we went to my oldest sister's house, because she said, come here, of course, it's okay, and, you know, she's a heavily, she's heavy into pot smoking, they're heavily, my family, oh, by the way, my family is very racist, and, um, I actually talked about a little bit of the, the racism in another podcast, yeah, but, um, she, she, she has to smoke pot every day. She smokes pot and she takes mini thins. 
like crazy. She said it was for, uh, I think she said she needed it for her, uh, for her back pain. I don't know what it was, but anyway, um, they, you know, everyone congregated into her room. Well, of course my mom wanted to be up there with her, but it made her high. You know, she got a contact high or whatever, and well, she came you down. You can see the, the freaking cloud of smoke when yeah. the, the door opened, I mean... All the kids stayed downstairs, and, and I was downstairs with the kids because there was nobody to watch the kids, and they were Except all me. small. And so I was downstairs, and my mom comes downstairs. I said, someone get the gate for my mom because they had a baby gate up because the kids were that small. And my niece ran over there, and instead of, like, helping my mom over or whatever she pulled the gate out from underneath my mom as she's stepping over it so my mom flew over her and landed on the floor broke her arm and had a heart attack and a stroke at the same time it wasn't even that far of a fall like she was on it was on like the the platform before three more steps she really didn't fall very far no but my grandma was very frail very frail very tiny and she was barely five feet. You know, I I watched her fly down those stairs. It was terrifying. And so, you know, my saying this... Okay, the doctor told her, told everyone, she's in congestive heart failure. She can't smoke anymore. She can't, you know, drink. Nothing. She can't do anything wrong. She has to have this strict diet so by the way she was also diabetic and they would like let her have candy and anyone who knows anything about diabetes knows you can't have regular candy and it it was just like chocolate cakes yeah like like that but so we moved out basically because there was too many people in that house and they wouldn't um, quit the smoking. And they could, they wouldn't quit smoking pot and stuff like that. And they would just give her packs of cigarettes. And so she went back to the doctor and he said, you're in congestive heart failure. You're, you have weeks to live if you don't stop. You have to stop smoking. I can see that you're smoking. You have to stop. So they just continued and, and she said... You know, I have to get away from this. I, I'm going to die. So we left. And um, it, it it hurt, you know, her to leave the kids and stuff like that. And we couldn't tell anybody where we were or anything like that because they would just go and, and try to, you know, do it there. So, she didn't want anybody to know where she was or anything. She wanted to keep it on the down low. So, one day, my sister had our numbers. We weren't hiding, hiding. Um, and she called and she says, my youngest, my middle sister's dying. And we she only has 24 hours to live. And we have to get her there immediately. And so, my mom, you know, she, she talks to her and everything. And she hangs up the phone and she says, well, she'll call her back you know, if, if we're coming, and I was like, do you want me to, to get a bus ticket, or do you want me to, you know, and she's like, no, I want you to call where she works to see if she's there, and this woman had Alzheimer's. Yeah, and she could remember the job. I, I actually, I was sitting there, because I was a nosy child, and I was listening to all the tea unfolding from this, and she was like, call, call the you know, I'm not going to say the place where she works, but she said, call that place to see if she's working today. And I did. And she was there. <laughs> so it's like, how are you at the hospital dying and, and at, at work? Job. <laughs> so um, my mom said, just don't even bother calling her back. And so she called back and I said that she was lying and, you know, bye. And... So, it, that just shows you, like, the warped sense of humor that they have. I mean, that wasn't gonna... the only time that they called and said that this same sister, this my same aunt, was dying. 
No, she's she's died three times, apparently. And she's still alive. Um, you know, I mean, she's outlived her husband, everything else, you know. She's perfectly healthy and or maybe not perfectly healthy. I don't know. She may be sick. I don't know. But she's apparently died three times. And so, you know, my mom, even though she had Alzheimer's, knew that it was fake. And that had to have hurt her feelings. I mean, yeah, it had to have it, crushed her. She died two months later. Yeah. Um, and she, she died of a heart attack. And... But she, she was, she lived three years longer, and she didn't live three weeks longer. Um, so we, we gave her a little bit more life, and uh, it, it just, you know, these things happened a lot. I mean, with that one sister that's supposed to have died, she had a, a restraining order against because she threatened to F her up <laughs> basically in the front yard in front of all kinds of witnesses she she wanted to you know destroy her because my mom wanted to go to my birth so you know another instance that you can tell that these people are not great people um just makes me feel sad for you is at my birth my aunts were there my your aunt my aunt was there um and she was she filmed it she literally filmed my mother's vagina like there's a video <laughs> of me coming out um the doctor told her to move her face he couldn't get to me and i've never seen the video i had so many baby photos um, I had so many pictures of my grandmother, and they're gone. They took them. I can never see them again. Those are memories of my grandma I will never, ever get back because... Because they want to be mean to me. They hurt her. You know, I have one photo of me when I was three. That's, that's it. And then my school photos from, you know, uh, like fifth grade and up. And that's, that's it. That's my, the extent of my childhood. I don't, I don't even know what my older brothers look like as babies. I know what they look like as three, at three. Because my sister decided that she was going to take my storage unit. Because we left to save my mom's life. Um, so these things, like my brother one time going back um, when my mom she had to have hip surgery so of course the kids came over to see her at my house and you know her well two of them did um, my middle brother and my youngest sister came over at different times and um, my my middle brother, I mean my younger brother, he uh, stole my checkbook that my mom and I had a joint account. He stole the checkbook and um, he, he spent $1,500 worth of checks and then we became homeless um, because I had three kids and my mom, she had had hip surgery six weeks prior to this and was in a wheelchair was in a wheelchair was you know and and couldn't afford to uh, buy anything because I, I ended up losing my job over this I I had to scrimp and save we were living in my van and he didn't care he got arrested in Texas using my youngest brother's identity <laughs> <laughs> because he stole a truck um you know one time we were traveling and um when I was 12 same brother a lot happened when you were 12 that was like the no 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 I'm sorry I was 14 I was 14 because I was a teenager and um it was right before I got my first job 
Okay, I was gonna say because a lot of like detrimental. That was a pivotal year in your. That was a horrible year for me. I don't even like that year. But when I was 14, we were traveling, and we broke down. He was in a van, and and it was like, come on, travel with me, and and I'll take you back home instead of getting on a bus. So we did, and because it was a legal vehicle this time, <laughs> and um. You know, well, he's been in trouble since he was, like, well, he ran into the neighbor's house when he was 13 with their car. With the neighbor's yeah, car. Yeah, okay, okay. I know, I know which brother this is now. Yeah. Okay, but, um, he's like, oh, it's a legal car and everything, you know? And so, we, he, his, um, I think the carburetor went out in a, this van, and we took it apart and took it apart and couldn't get it fixed. So, we took it to... Uh, he had a tow to this um, car place. It was like this little rinky-dink car place in, in um, like, Arkansas. Uh, like, I don't know. Oklahoma, Arkansas, something. And um, he he said, um, these guys are going to fix it, but you got to stay in the van. And when I say to go, we are going. So don't leave the van no matter what. And so, we were, like, nervous then. Well, because something hinky's happening. Well, he comes in, and he cuts his Christmas card up. And, no, it was a birthday card that I had. Um, uh, believe it or not, one of them got me a birthday card. Um, wow. I think it was my sister, my oldest sister, because our birthdays are a day apart. That's right. Um, but he cut these little squares out of this card. And then he, he took this knife, this exacto knife, and cut them in in half somehow cut the paper and made it really really thin and then he took about eight of them out there and he put them in this baggie and he (gasps) gave them to these guys and they thought that they were dropping acid but it was my christmas i mean my birthday card we got out (laughs) we gtf owed out oh my god let me tell you i was so scared once he told us what happened because like what if they didn't fix it what if something else happened and they came after us they would have killed us all probably you know he even took one in front of them so that they would say <laughs> and he, they were like it doesn't dissolve he said well i had to mix it with paper so that when we crossed the border it, it didn't affect so they believed him they sat there and chewed that card up oh my god and yeah, and that. I wonder how many happened. of them they took to rent before they realized that he conned them. Oh <laughs> my God! But we we got across country really quick. Is this the same brother that had the Vegas situation? Yeah, okay. yeah. He um uh he my oldest sister. We had her kids. I I had mentioned that. Uh, we took the kids and. And I was working night and day. I had to go from Kentucky to Tennessee. And I was working six days a week. And then I would come home and I would watch the kids. And I, they took all my check. I, I had, like, I dropped out of high school to take care of these kids. And, you know, they were talking about giving the girls back to her. And, and all this stuff. Well, you know, I couldn't take very much more. So, a friend of mine, an ex-friend of mine, she says, come to California <laughs> and and stay with me for uh, the summer. You'll the love it. The worst decision of your life. Well, I went there and um, I never returned, but I, I was, I found a job right away at Burger King. Thank you, Burger King. Um, and we went there, and I went there, and, um, I was working, and my middle brother, he says, uh, tells my mom, well, you don't need these kids, you know, let, uh, the youngest girl have them, and she can take care of them, she wants them so bad, and, because she was always butting into everyone's business, she tried to be the, the queen, and she's a queen Karen. And, um, um, or Betty or Becky or whatever you want to call her. She's all of them. Oh, 
she's oh she reminds me of barbecue Becky so much. Oh yeah. But anyway, she um so my he talked my mom into going off with him because I had given her a car. I bought a car and given it to her. And you know, I didn't have my license. She did. I wasn't even I was barely even eighteen at, when I went to California. And so they took off in my car and my sister came in, took all of my home interior out. I fixed the kids' really nice house and she took it all. And he took my car and my mom, went to Vegas. The cops call the only number she had in the phone in her uh, purse at that time on her was my youngest sister and um, he he says uh, I have your mom here at the police station she was in a dumpster eating garbage she was malnourished she was shaking um, then my youngest sister told him, hey, she's diabetic, and so they got her treated, and they sent her back, the police sent her back to my youngest sister, and my youngest sister, she, they don't get along, I mean, that's the only child my mom's ever hurt, <laughs> and she took a frying pan to her, Oh, uh, but my sister fought pretty hard back. She was a pretty ornery child. And um, they did not like each other. So she sent her to you? Yeah. And she's been with me ever since. That We had like five months away from each other. Hmm. And she, she lived with me the rest of the time. And uh, no, I, I'm sorry. It was about a year away from each other. And um, that's as long as she's ever been away from me. She's never, I, I mean, she'll go and fly to my brother's in Arizona. She would, uh, you know, stay nine days, and that was it. That's as long as they could make her stay. And then she'd have to come home. And the only way she would go is if they gave her a round-trip ticket. Yeah. Because, see, even, okay, like, when I, when my mom, well, when, when my mom, I call her mom sometimes, but, um, when well, she was like your mom yeah my my grandma because my mom had to work so hard you know getting going out and getting a job i was basically raised by my grandmother you know when my mom wasn't there my grandma was and she's the only person i trusted with them yeah and you know even when she had her, you know her alzheimer's was coming in um by the way, that if anyone knows anything about dealing with someone who is, you know, has Alzheimer's, it's very difficult. Yeah. Um, it's very hard to watch somebody go through that. But, you know, she, she, t I remember her breaking down in tears. It's one of the only times I've ever seen my grandmother cry. Um, and she said, she told my mom, she said, Cindy, I don't want to live anywhere without you. She was terrified that my mom might put her in a nursing home. She's like, I know that my brain is going. It was like one of her clarity moments. And she's like, I know my brain's going, but I, I want you. I need, I want to live with you. Don't send me anywhere. And, you know, that just shows you the relationship they had. And I know that she felt bad about yeah. everything that had happened. Yeah. You could see it. That she beat herself up internally every single day because she felt bad. Like, that she yeah, did something wrong. Well, yeah. And, I mean, she had all of the other kids telling her, well, you're a bad person. You're a bad parent. The youngest girl, she, um, she had convinced my mom that... She was such a bad parent that she didn't even need to be around me. And so at one point, I lived with her for about three months. Mm. And she, once I moved in, she wouldn't let my mom around. 
Um, and my mom didn't, she wasn't a partier. She, she'd go out with the girls once a month, uh, maybe once a month. She had a friend that drank, but when she got drunk, my mom went home. My grandma didn't drink. didn't drink alcohol she doesn't I mean I've seen her drink like wine coolers on like the 4th of July or like on Christmas my mom and her will have like a bottle of wine but neither one of I my parents and I consider her a parent drank alcohol or you know she smoked she smoked cigarettes not <laughs> not anything else but well I was gonna say she smoked cigarettes you know for a while but then you know when my mom would yell at her for it, she'd stop, and then she'd secretly do it again, and then she'd stop, but, you know, she wasn't ever like that, and so when, you know, anyone ever tries to make the assumption that my grandma was an alcoholic, raging party monster, I'm like, where? Now, my mom had a high tolerance, though. She, um, when, when my dad would make her drink Mm -hmm. with him, um, he would have his buddies over or something like that, and he'd say, watch her drink, you know, and my mom would, my mom could drink under the, my dad under the table. Which is funny, she, because he's a very hardcore alcoholic, but see, she had a high metabolism for things like that. Yeah. It, it, like, pain medicine didn't work on her, like, she had to take, like, way more than you're supposed to, yeah. in order for her to start feeling something. Yeah. Like, the doctors would have to prescribe her, like, the highest dose. Because it didn't help her. And she she could handle pain because, I guess, of all the beatings and stuff. But... Well, if you think about it, she she dealt with a... She, yeah. She um, was beaten, and then she had to work in the fields and stuff like that. And that's not, like, yeah. you know... Small labor, that's like backbreaking work every day. Yeah. And so she she did have a very high tolerance for things. Well, yeah, because, I mean, I remember watching her, like, lift crates mm-hmm. over her head to get them up into the truck mm-hmm. to hand them to somebody else to set them up there because she was barely five feet. Yeah, I'm taller than my grandma at five foot one. Yeah, and so, I mean, as you grow older, you shrink a little. And she... She had osteoarthritis, and she had um, all that stuff on top of it, and she did have a high tolerance for pain. The only thing she didn't really have a high tolerance for is emotion. Yeah. Because, like, if if my mom was mad at her for something, like like giving me too many sweets, which or not letting me go to bed, letting me stay up or late, you know, she would. And my mom would say, like, oh, I'm, I'm disappointed in you. That would, like, break her heart. Yeah. For you to be mad at her. You could beat her, but for you to be mad at her broke her heart. Yeah. And, you know, like at one point, um, I was accused of beating her. <laughs> I was accused of starving her. That's my, my mom, like I said, she was real short. And she weighed maybe, she fluctuated. Between like ninety-five pounds and hundred and eight. She's she's very small. She's always been small. Every time every all my memories of yeah. her is her being very skinny. Yeah. And she she never really had a lot of meat on her bones or anything like that. But um my my youngest sister told my um you know the the barbecue Becky girl, she went and told my in laws um, that I beat my mom, and that I would starve her, and I would let the kids beat her. Which is so far from the truth, because my mom doesn't even, she, there has been so many times where she had probably the right to spank the ever-living crap out of me, and she hasn't. You know, and she, she, know she's just one of those parents that don't do that and so she wouldn't do that to her mom I've never seen you beat I I think there's other ways of 
handling punishments. I think the punishment should match the crime. You know, I don't... But but with my mom, I would never... I mean, she's been so abused all of her life. Why would I do that to her? I would never hurt her. And I, I, I respected my mom in a lot of ways because we never, even when I was little, I never had much. But I don't remember... Maybe I did, but I don't remember ever going to bed hungry. And, you know, if one of my brothers... Now, she did let my my brothers and sisters punish me. Um, just because she didn't like to. And she would, she would let them spank me and stuff like that. But she would never purposely... I know she would never purposely hurt me. So, I why would I hurt her? Yeah. I I would fight for her. If she said, I want to leave this place. I don't like this place. We would get up and go. Uh, I mean, I felt like I abused my kids by listening to my mom. But it looks like, looking back now, that I was the abuser. Because it looks like I just wanted to leave. But... Like, my youngest sister would always, like, I'm sorry I'm saying, like, this disturbs me. She would always tell her that, you know, you should just go into a retirement home. Or you should come live with me. Um, I need you, like, once a year she had to go over and wash all my sister's dishes. All out of the cupboards. The pots and pans she had to scrub with wool brushes and things like that. Sorry, but no, like... She, she she would do it. And at first she would say, I'll pay you. And then it got to where, well, you know. Come do it. Just, you're here already. Why don't you just do it? She would have her make, a, make curtains and pillow shams and bedspreads and, and all this stuff for her kids. Because her kids had to have two sets of comforters and, and curtains and everything. Because she had to act like she was rich. Um, every year they had to have two new sets a winter set and a summer set and she didn't want to buy them because it was cheaper for my mom to make them well and grandma was very good at, at sewing she's made me so many pretty dresses yeah. and like things like like she enjoyed sewing but like the fact that you would just say I would never like if I had my own house I would never just be like mom come clean my stuff well, like, well, it would be if like, you wanted to help me build, like, make the sh- the curtains and stuff like that, I'd be like, yeah, you can help if you want, but like, I'm not gonna make you, yeah, clean or show my entire house. It. No, we and I was forced to go over there and scrub and and um, uh, you know, clean carpets. Oh, oh my God, shampooing and. I'm sorry, but she said that it was the land, but she had roaches really bad. And she would, you know, just like try to, she would would think that, you know, cleaning the house like that once a year would get rid of them. No, you gotta clean that crap every day, fam. I, I don't know why she had so many. She said it was the land that she was on. But nobody else, her neighbors didn't have them like that. But I'm not saying anything about her. I'm not saying anything that, you know, she's nasty or anything like that. I'm just saying how she used us for work work horses and we didn't get paid for it. I don't remember ever getting paid except for, oh, here, you want a paw? Yeah. I'll, I'll cook you dinner. That's about it. And, you know, get put down for wanting, you know, that second pork chop or, or you know, having another pop or something yeah. like that. Um, but that is me. And I could go on for hours and hours and hours. But I won't. And there's so much more. 
I, I just can't bring myself to talk about all of it right now because this was the light stuff and it wasn't even like the serious stuff um and uh, before I cry I want to get off here don't cry and um I will see you next week this is my opinion on my life this is what I feel like that happened to me I don't care how anyone else feels or if they think it's wrong or right but this is how I feel and if you have had any kind of peace or oh yeah you know gotcha moments in this realizing that some of these things are abusive and you know you remember you know your family treating you like this or your in-laws treating you like this um maybe I'll do another one um but I do have another segment of this and it's how my family affected me raising kids so I will see you next time and this is Cindy peace out dude (laughs) she's done okay um sorry it was so dark again um we're gonna try to do some more personal things because there's a lot of um our opinions on certain topics that we talk about um that you know those are the reasons why we have those opinions and it's very therapeutic to talk about it um and it's good to know that there's other people out there that think or or have experienced things like this before so thank you for listening that's how we see it